God, our oh. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time, for this moment. We thank you for your word, which is living, which is active, which is sharper than a two-edged sword. Your word, which comes to us as food that refreshes us, as water that refreshes us. So we ask that, Lord, our hungry souls will be refreshed by your word. We pray that you will speak, teach, instruct, rebuke, correct, and direct us through your word and help us to focus on you, that we shall worship you better as we come to understanding of who you are, especially when we contemplate on your own name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So the topic I was given, understanding God as omnipresent. And uh, ideally, we've been looking at uh, the different attributes of God since we started this Lenten uh, season, the different attributes of, of God. And so one of the attributes of God is omnipresence, is omnipresent. You know that God is everywhere. Uh, those who are around for lunch hour or online, for lunch hour, we looked at omniscient God as all knowing, you know? And so it's a build up from that, from that point. So I will reread uh, Psalm 139, verse seven. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depth, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Amen. So before even I go into tackling the scripture that I was given, I want us to appreciate a few, a few, a few things. As I said, God has unique characteristics. He has unique, not even characteristics, attributes. And one of those attributes is that God is omnipresent. Simply meaning that, you know, God is everywhere at the same time. He's always present. He's everywhere simultaneously, you know. God is here right now in Kampala. At the same time, God is in Kupumi as I speak. God is in Russia as I speak. God is in Ukraine as I speak. God is in Congo as I speak. God is in India as I speak. You know, he is everywhere at the same time. And that those are some of the unique attributes that make God to be God, <laughs> that make him to be none, that, that, that none can compare to him, that, that make him to be outstanding, that we cannot compare him to, to, to anyone. Even when you think about, you know, we think we've advanced in technology. We, we are thinking, some people say we are in the fourth generation, 4G. Even some places are in the five, fifth generation, you know, all these advances in, in technology. Still, even with those advances in technology, no human being can be anywhere at the same time. Right now, I'm at all saints, right now. You cannot find me in my home in Manyangu as I speak. You cannot. <laughs> but yet for God is present with me now as is present with my family in Manyangwa at this same time. So that is basically what we mean by God being omnipresent. He's always present. That's another thing about omnipresent. That is always present. There has never been at any one time when God has been absent 
from this earth, when God has been absent from us, when God has been absent in what we are going through, when God has been absent in our experiences. So he's always present. So created things are limited by space. You know, we can occupy a given space at a given time T, and we cannot occupy another space when we're occupying another space. For example, right now I'm seated in a chair in my office. I cannot be the same person seated in the cathedral at this time. <laughs> so for us, we have that limit as human beings. Yet God is actually occupying every space at the same time. So that is the attribute of God being, being uh, omnipresent. He's everywhere. So now David actually thinks through this God. He thinks through in Psalm 139. He thinks through how much, you know, he thinks through the greatness of God vis-a-vis his limitation as a human being. He starts off that psalm by saying, oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I arise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. He starts by acknowledging that this God is great. This God is incomparable. This God knows me to the dot, but on top of that, he now comes to verse 7. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? He asks questions, you know. God, when I think about you, I can never go out of your presence. I can never, I can never, at any one point, I can never be out of your spirit. At any one time, I can never be out of your, your very, very presence. So David recognized that God's spirit is always with him. And so the point here for us to take note is that we, we can never go away from God's spirit. We can never run away from his spirit. We can never be actually away from, from the presence of his spirit. We just refuse to submit to his spirit. We just refuse to obey his spirit. We just refuse to yield to his spirit. We just fail many times to recognize that because of sin, because of, you know, the, the, the cares of life, we forget to recognize. Yet actually, we are always in the presence of his spirit, always present in his presence. So as such, we can even not flee away from his presence. And as I was reading this, I remembered Jonah. When God sends him to Nineveh, he tells him, go to Nineveh, you know, go and proclaim my word to, to the city of Nineveh. But you know, Jonah thought, ah, of course, Jonah had, had his own reasons why he was running away from, from, from delivering such a, a message. Because he knew, God, you're gracious. God, you're compassionate. You're going to forgive those guys. Yet those guys are bad, according to, to Jonah. He wanted the Ninevites punished, but he knew if he proclaims the message from God, they will repent and turn to him. So Jonah decides to run away from God. So he takes the road to Tarsus. So he thought, I am running away from God. Let me go to a place where God is not, and they thought God would not be in Tarsus. But interestingly, friends, <laughs> even on the sea, God was there. Even in the boat that Jonah boarded, God was there. Even in the, in the fish, in the sea creatures, God was present. So he could not run away that God arrested him even when he was running away. So that is one of the things that David is trying to express. Where can I flee from your presence? So I can never say, let me run away from God's presence. And some people think, uh-uh, I'm very annoyed with God. I will not go to church. Ah, 
even there where you are, you're not running. You think you're running away from church, from God's presence, but you're not because God is everywhere. He's omnipresent. Even in a place you, according to human understanding, even in a place you least expect him, God is there. So David reminds us, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? So God's presence is always with us, friends. We cannot run away from his presence. We cannot run away from his spirit. You know, God, where can I go from your presence? If I went to the heavens, if I went to the highest places, simply put, you are there. If I made my bed in the depth of the sea, you are there. So simply put, we cannot hide from God. You know, he recognizes even when I run to the highest places, God will be there. Even when I run to the, to the lowest places, even if I take myself to the grave, even if I take myself to hell, still I will find there God there. So God is present in heaven, is present in hell, is present in the depth of the, of, of the earth. So he is everywhere. So there is nowhere that he says, I can run away from your, from your, from your presence. Then he goes on, if I rise on the wings of the dawn, simply, the, 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 it's, a, it's a figurative thing, you know, when, when, when dawn in the morning, when, when you see, when, when it's dawn, you see the sun coming, ca- coming out, the sun flashing its rays in all corners. So he says, even if I am to, to run as fast and fly along with the dawn, and, you know, like lightning, like the sun, and, and have my radius all over, Still, wherever the sun goes, you are there. Wherever the rays flash, you are there. You know, at every moment, God, you are there. So friends, what he's saying is we cannot run away from God's presence. God is everywhere, even on the first side of the sea. You know, sometimes when you're like on a water body and you you cast your eyes, your eyes get to a point where you don't see anything beyond water. Whatever you see, you see as if the whole world is water. If you've traveled on either lake, even, even this small lake of ours, which is not a Lake Victoria, you get on it, you look the other side, it's like as if the whole world is water. So it says, even the farthest that my eyes can go, you are there. So friends, we cannot hide from God is everywhere. And so even as I meditated on this, I recalled Adam and Eve, when they see they run away, they think we are running away from God, but God comes to them and asks, Adam, where are you? You know, even when Adam thought I am running away from God, he could not because God was there. So friends, sin is deceptive. Okay? Many times we think God is not seeing me. God is not seeing us. Listen, even right there as you are sinning, even right there as I am sinning, God is there. Even as I plan to sin, even as I execute sin, God is there. He is omnipresent. He is right there with me. So that is a a truth for us to to grasp. Even when I hide myself under the blanket, even when I go under the table, even when I I, I decide to, to, to hide myself alone, God is actually there with me. So you can never, never run away from God's presence. Is omnipresent, is everywhere, even where we least expect him. Like uh, the, way, the way David puts it, verse 8 If I make my bed in the depth, you are there. But the word there is sure, sure, an equivalent of hell. That even in hell, <laughs> he is there. So if he's in hell, if he's in heaven, 
then what of this earth where we are? What of this earth where his creation is? So it is everywhere. So the point for us is even when we are executing sin, we are in God's presence. Let me, let me just emphasize that. God is there. God is very, very much present. If you are to go up, if you are to go down, even the deepest grave, God is there. As the sun rises out to wherever it goes, he is there. So you cannot go anywhere where God is not. So God is right there with everyone at the same time. He's present with everyone, one of us, wherever we are. God is very, very much present. Uh, let me read for you Acts 17, 27 to 28. It says, I'm just reading a, a, a portion out of that annex to annex out. Though he is not far from each of you, for in him we live and move and have our being. So even Paul recognizes, you know, God, some people thought God is far, but God is not far. He's actually there with us. Even at times when we think, God, you are far. God is not far. He's just there with us. I remember a story when uh, I was uh, doing my bachelor's at Makere. We used to pray to, to pray at FTR, that ground outside St. Francis, every Wednesday. We would go to pray. Then there's this guy who had prostrated down, the whole body down, you know, down in the grass there, hitting the ground, calling, God, come out of your hiding. God, come out of your hiding. And she took over. If I recall, close to 20, 30 minutes, just calling that, God, come out of your hiding. And I kept wondering, you know, what is she going through that God seems to be hiding? But friends, listen, even in that situation, when you think, when I think that God is hiding, actually God is not hiding. God is there present with me. God is there present with you. So God is there right with us at every one point. So simply put, everything we do, whatever we go through, is done in God's presence. We go through it in God's presence. But the only difference is many times we do not recognize that because of sin. Many times we think, God, you're too far because we have not yielded to him, because we've not allowed him to lead. So many times it feels as if it's very far. Jeremiah 23 Verse 23 and 24 says, Am I only a God nearby, declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Can anyone hide in secret places so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord? Do not I feel heaven and earth, declares the Lord. So, you know, it's a rhetoric. Yeah? God is, through Jeremiah, is asking, you know, am I? Am I only a God nearby? Do you think I am just nearby? You know, don't I? I'm not I'm even the God far away. You know, can anyone hide in any secret place? So listen, friends, even what we think is secret, before God is not secret. Before God actually, let me use this in quotes. Before God, what we think is secret is a public secret. <laughs> Where we think we are in secrecy, we are actually in public before God. So when you're in that secret place, just know there is a bigger audience of God, that God is actually right there with you watching. So he asks, you know, in Jeremiah 23, am I not a God nearby and not a God far away? Can anyone hide in secret places so that I cannot see him? 
declares the Lord. Do I not feel heaven and earth? It's God who feels heaven and earth, so it's everywhere. And the, the vision that Isaiah gets helps us to grasp that. His glory fills the entire temple. So his glory fills the earth. His glory fills the heavens. So he's everywhere. So even what we think is secret before God is not secret. Even I think I have a secret life. Before God, it is a public life. So we can never, never hide from God. He is omnipresent. So friends, let us draw some lessons when we think about the omnipresence of God. When we think about this God as omnipresent, Yahweh as omnipresent, our God is Father, who is Son, who is Holy Spirit, when we say He's present everywhere, what are some implications? One, one, we should worship Him at all times. So there is no specific time. All times we should be living our lives in worship. We should realize that, you know, we are in God's presence 24-7. And so our call is to worship at every moment. As you are cooking, as you are eating, as you are going about your day-to-day business, realize that you are in the presence of God. And so worship should be a lifestyle because we are in the presence of God 24-7. And that we should have that cautiousness. I'm in the presence of God. And so that is going to even impact how I live. Worship is all about giving God his worth. Worship is all about exalting God. Actually, the, let, me, let me borrow from the Luganda. The Luganda will say, Okusinza, that you discover God is exalted above everything. That in any decision that I make, it should be God that is exalted. That before even I, I, I choose to do evil, I should remember God. And that brings me back to my knees. So worship should be our lifestyle. Two, worship God anyway. Yeah. You know, anyway. Yeah. Do not say, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Worship God anyway. Yeah. You know, we, we've heard of testimonies of people in places where, where it is illegal, where it's an abomination to even have a church. But people worship, people worship God, people petition God, people give thanks to God, people are, are holding prayer meetings in secrecy because they, dis- they recognize God is everywhere. So worship God anywhere. Engage God anywhere at any time. God is there with you in your bedroom, in your sitting room, in your office, in the market. You know, in that taxi, in that car, you are with God. So engage him at every point. Engage him wherever you are. Three, prayer should not be divorced from our daily life. God is our audience 24-7. So our lives must be saturated by prayer. Prayer is basically communion with God. You know, engaging God, telling God what you're going through, telling God your mind, you know, just being in that place where you're, you're devoted to God, where every decision you take, it's an inquiry from God, from God first. So engage God at all times in prayer. So prayers from our daily living. Our God has our audience 24-7. Is our audience 24-7 in that classroom as you go for that job interview, as you sit on that desk, as you work, 
as you, you do your business, as you go through, as you sit in that taxi, as you sit in that vehicle, as you sell in the market, as you buy from the market, God is there. So prayer should never be divorced from our lives, saying, I tell you where I am. No, even in that place which is hostile to the gospel, pray because God is there. Even in that place where they have told you, you must not pray. You know, in the silence of your heart, pray because God is, is there. So we can all pray at the same time from everywhere and God will listen to us. Three, three, sorry, four. In our distress, God is with us. That's the, the encouragement. In our distress, God is with us. When you read Genesis chapter 20, 21, I'll read very fast. Genesis chapter 20, 21. The story of Aga. After giving birth to Ishmael, Aga became a thorn in the flesh for Sarah. So Sarah reaches a point she could not handle it anymore. She tells Abraham, send her away. Send away this mistress. Send her away and the son, I do not need them. And actually God also told Abraham, it's okay, let them go. But listen, as Aga goes, Aga is disappointed. Aga is distressed. In verse uh, Genesis 21, verse 15, when the water in the skin was gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes. Then she went off and sat down nearby, about a bush shot away. For she thought, I cannot watch the boy die. And as she sat there nearby, she began to sob. God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy and take him by the hand for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. So she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy as he grew up. He lived in the desert and became an Aka. So you see, Aga was disappointed. Aga was distressed. She thought, I'm out of God's presence. You know, she thought, you know, God has given up on me. She sobbed, even the boy is going to die. But listen, even in her distress, even when she thought I've left God's presence, I'm going to die. God comes. God comes in the equation. And he tells her, don't even worry, this boy, I will be with this boy. I'm omnipresent. I'll be with him. I'll watch over him. Despite the mistakes through which he came in, because I am God who is present, I'll be with him. So friends, the encouragement is this, that even in our distress, God is with us. So which, what are you going through? You know, I want to encourage you. God is with you. And God has not given up on you because he's present there with us. Think about Daniel when he was thrown into the den of lions. You know, in our distress, God is with us. And so, friends, I'm reminded of, uh, of Psalm 46. Psalm 46, it's a popular psalm. Psalm 46. Verse 1, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present in trouble. He's our ever-trouble. He's our refuge. He's our strength. Ever-present help. So what are you going through? What am I going through? Which trouble am I going through? God is present. God is present as you, 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 you take as you take a supperless night. God is present as in that situation when you think you're too broke, you know, God is present 
in that time of grief, in that time of sorrow, when you've lost your dear ones, God is present, is present to lead us, is present to work and walk with, with us. Fifthly, we should watch how we live. Our lives are naked before God. So there is no secret before God. So that means you and me must watch how we live. So how do I live? I should live in view that God, who is my audience, is always watching me 24-7. The way I lead my life, the way I relate with others, the way I relate with God, I must be cautious that God is present. The words I speak, I must be cautious that God is present. That's why the Bible encourages us, you know, to live lives that are worth the gospel. That's why the Bible encourages us, you know, to live our lives, you know, knowing that we are aliens here on earth, knowing that we are sojourners here on earth, knowing that we are in transit because we are in his presence. And in his presence, his presence is holiness. You know, Isaiah gives us that glimpse, even Revelation gives us a glimpse. When you're in the presence of God, actually you see how sinful you are. So that means immediately we are walking in sin, there should be a realization and we return to God. When our minds are getting tempted to walk in sin, when our actions are tempted to walk in sin, when we are tempted to walk in sin, there should be that realization very, very fast and we return to God. If we are already in sin, still because we are in his presence, we should be very fast to come out of sin. Otherwise, when we continuously walk in sin, it implies we are not recognizing God with us. We are not recognizing his presence. We are not recognizing that he's Emmanuel, who is God with us. So that is very key. So the Bible encourages us in so many portions, Ephesians, First Thessalonians, you know, Galatians, Colossians, all those, quite a number, that be careful how you live, not as, not as, not as unwise, but as wise making the most of the time because the days are evil. So the days are evil, yet we are in God's presence. So we should be very, very careful how we live. We should not give our lives to sin. We should not give ourselves to sin because we are in the presence of God. God is, the, is, is our audience. He's there with us. He's in us. He's around us. <laughs> he consumes us. Is, you know, we are surrounded by him, we are in him, <laughs> you know, so it's very, very key that we walk, you know, portraying that presence. It's a tough call. It's a tough call for me. It's a tough call for you that we walk daily recognizing. So even as I think of telling those lies, God is the, od the audience. God is there. Even, I th even as I think of committing evil, even as I think of hurting my friend, even as I think of, you know, name it. Let me be reminded that I am in God's presence, a holy God, a God who, 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 you know, the Bible describes him. He lives in unapproachable light. In him, there is no darkness. In him, there is no sin. He is a holy God. So it is a truth that we must behold, that we daily live in the presence of a holy God, you know. So that is very, very key for us to think through. And lastly, which is my sixth point, you know. Given that God is omnipresent, there is hope. There is hope. We shall be with God eternally. But that hope starts now, that we are in the presence of God. So we, we should be recognizing that and surrender our lives to him. And when we surrender our lives to him, he says that I give them eternal life. 
that we, sh- we, we, we start to enjoy his presence, you know, the fullness of his presence right here. But also the hope is we shall transit into eternity with God who is ever present, who is omnipresent. And so our lives matter beyond this earth because God is present. And because he's present with us now, then we are sure we have hope that is going to be present with us forever. As we're in Christ, we're going to enjoy his presence in eternity. So in conclusion, friends, Hebrews 11.6, you know, tells us that without faith, it is impossible to, be, to please God. And whoever comes to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who honestly seek him. So faith is key if you're going to walk with this God, if you're going to enjoy his presence, which is around us. That when, when times do not, even when circumstances do not show us, because we are limited, we are finite, even in circumstances, we doubt and ask like that girl I told you who was at MTR asking, God, come out of your hiding. Even when we are squeezed to that wall, the faith in God will help us overcome because we shall be aware that we are in the presence of God. So friends, I pray that God hold us in his very, very presence. It's my prayer that we shall be cautious of his presence as we walk, as we live our day-to-day lives, we shall know 24-7, I stand in the presence of God Almighty. That I'm standing, I'm walking, I'm sitting, I'm speaking in the presence of God Almighty. So may the Lord challenge us. May the Lord work in us. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you because you're present even at this hour, even as we pray. Thank you that you're present in each and everyone's life who is on this Zoom call, even those who are not. Thank you that your presence fills the whole earth. Your presence fills the heavens. So may you help us to recognize your presence day by day, that we shall walk in it and our lives will matter because we are living in your presence. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Amen. God bless you too. Amen. 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 Reverend. Thank you so much. Amen. We are also at the cathedral with Joy and Fred. One thank Reverend and want to pray for you first of all, Reverend. Father God, thank you for your servant, Reverend Mr. Sarah. Thank you for his family. Thank you for his call, the calling upon his life. We thank you, Lord, for the teaching he has gone through. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Lord, we ask that you revive your servant, fill him, encourage him. And Lord, oh God, you who is our God, may you refill him. May you encourage him where he's been discouraged. In Jesus' name, I've prayed. Amen. Friends, we, we're going through to pray through the message. And what comes out very clearly is that we cannot hide away from God. We ought to watch our lives. For me, as we, as we began, and as Reverend was dealing with the issue, God is in, now he was in the cathedral, God is in Magere, God is in Soroti, God is everywhere. As he kept on preaching and teaching us, what comes to the light is that we ought to watch what we do. 
what we do when we are not being seen should be the same that we do when we are with people. So let's, let us pray. Our God and our Father, we thank you. Lord, teach us to, to number our days aright and teach us to walk in your precepts. Teach us to walk by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Teach us to understand that whatever we do, whether no human being is there, but God is watching because the Lord is omnipresent and meaning is everywhere. He's in the toilet, he's in, um, in the caves where we hide, he's in those offices where we change things, he's in the, in the bars where we drink, he's in the, in, the, in, the, in the hotels where we do wrong things, taking people's children. Our God and our Father, we ask that for everyone today who has logged in, you will change and correct our lifestyle. You will carry us through. You will take us through. You will watch over us that you're going to, that we, we listen to what your servant has, has, um, has um, <clears throat> spoken to us. Thank you, our God and our Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Also, the issue is... Our God is a God Joy, am I clear? Okay. Our God and our Father, thank you for this teaching. Yet again, Lord, we come before you to understand that when you're omnipresent, you also guide us. Lord, we ask for your guidance in everything, in everything that we do. We ask that, oh Lord, you who is our God, help us, help us to understand what you want us to do because we are feeble, because we do not know what to do at all times. We ask that, oh Lord, you who is our God may help us, help us to, to be moved by the spirit of God and to help ourselves to move in this Lent season particularly, Lord, that we shall shake all the heaviness and carry ourselves in the lightness of God. Thank you, our God and our Father. We bless you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. <clears throat> Joy, continue. <clears throat> in the same spirit, Lord, we, we thank you for knowing that you are everywhere. Indeed, Lord, we know you are everywhere. You are above, you are beneath, you are around us. It's just a reminder to us, O oh Lord, our God, and as we've been reminded, O oh Lord God, that we should worship God anywhere. And as Reverend was talking, I was remembering that when I go like to Mengo Hospital to visit the patients, I find the Muslims putting their mats anywhere, whether in the corridor, whether the entrance of the toilet, knowing that their God is there, is everywhere. Father, we pray that you also help us to know that wherever we are, you are there, O oh Lord God. 
that we might not feel ashamed to call upon your name, O Lord our God, because we know you are around. Before they cleaned the city, Lord, we, you do enter the city and you hear this one saying, chikumi, chikumi, mumasa, weya, weya. you know, and God was there, is still there. We do see who is doing what, who is shouting what. That shows that you are really everywhere, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us that you are everywhere. So we need to worship you at all times and in every place, oh God. Forgive us, Lord God, where we've limited you. <clears throat> where we've tied you into the four corners of buildings that, that you are in just in the corners of the buildings and you are not outside. You are not in the gardens as we till the land. You are not in the forest as they fell the trees. Then you are not in the waters as they do fishing. And we want to run to the four walls church or building that you are there. Sorry, Lord, forgive us for tying you, oh Lord God, forgetting that you are filling the entire world. As the spirit fills the, the earth, so you do, my master, Lord. So we come before you asking you to forgive us, Lord, where we've limited you, oh God. And we know that you are with us. Father, we come to ask you to forgive us. Many times we've forgotten that you are with us. When troubles come, we forget that you're with us. When temptations come, when fear, when trials, sickness, name it, when they come, we forget to say that God is with us. But Father, we are reminded that you are with us in every situation, good or bad, in good times, in bad times, you are with us. You never take a retreat, you never sleep, you never slumber. You are there watching over us. Lord, we want to say thank you, Lord God. May your name be glorified. We thank you, Lord God, for what the, the word kept on ringing in my mind as Reverend was talking, that you are our audience. Oh God, you've been my audience since I was born, since I came to your presence. Since we came to your presence, Lord, you've been our audience. Whether you're doing bad, evil, what? You've been our audience. Even when we see there is no one seeing us in the darkest, you are there. Father, you've seen all we are doing. You've heard all we have spoken deep in our hearts, the sighing, the groaning, the bitterness, the planning evil in us. You've been there and you've been our audience, Lord. Father, you've seen all. Forgive us for every evil you've seen us plan, for every word we've spoken, thinking we are alone. Father, we ask you to forgive us because you are everywhere. We cannot hide from you. You see us all the way as we walk, even in the night when we sleep and snore. You are there watching us. Lord, we thank you because indeed you watch over us. Thank you, O oh Lord our God. Thank you for watching over us. Thank you for guiding us. Thank you for protecting us because you are, you have, you are like a blanket. You've covered us. You have shielded us. We are in you and you are in us. So you are around us, inside us, Lord. That's a privilege that we get as your children, O oh Lord our God. And we glory in that and give you all the glory. Thank you, my master. Thank you, my master. Thank you, my Lord. 
Lord. The Father, even when committing that sin, when we are killing people, you are there. You are the, the witness, in fact. You are the witness. You are the first witness to see, oh Lord, our God. My master, we thank you that nothing evil can be hidden from you. We give you all the glory to you, oh Lord. We honor you and exalt you because you are mighty that as we raise you are with us, as we do every uh, cause of the day, you are with us. As we sleep, you are with us. Lord, that is a pleasure and a treasure in our lives. May the name of the Lord be glorified. May rich be exalted and honored because you never leave us. You never go and leave. You always there listening to us. Like now you were saying that when we are calling to you, others are crying, God, help me. God, have you forgotten me? Others are groaning this pain, oh God, this need. You are hearing all the voices, all the voices. And you are answering. You are not saying, like, let me attend to Allen now. Joy will come to you later. No, you are hearing me call. You are hearing Allen. You are hearing Maureen. You are hearing everyone. That means you are in Indeed, covering the entire world. Lord, let the name of the Lord be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.